Welcome to our show. The expansion packed, here we go. It's really fun and it's only begun. It's the expansion packed. What's up, folks, and welcome back to the expansion packed. My name is Heidi. And I'm Santa now. I'm Bridget. Oh, that'd be so cute. You get Santa Claus. I'm Tim Allen. Oh, no. No. No, no I'm Bridget. No. <laughs> Yay, much better. It's just me. And <laughs> not, not just, never just. And we are two long-distance buddies attempting to keep connected through talking about tabletop role-playing games and Dungeons and & Dragons. And right now, we're talking about Dimension 20, the Unsleeping City Season 1. We are on the finale of Season 1, Episode 17, Times Square Mageddon Part 2. Part 2, or as I called it, Avengers Endgame. No. Because it's just no. Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Kinda, yeah, it is. This came out first, though, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. How funny. <laughs> Look at this. Did, hey, did they steal... Hey, Marvel, did you steal from Brennan? Did you steal from, you steal from Brennan? Did you steal from Brennan? <laughs> hey, Brennan? Fuck, dude? Brennan, I think you should sue Brennan. Marvel. I think you should go up against Marvel sure. and sue their asses. You'll win. I 100%. I have Definitely. no doubt that you'll win against easy. a It'll be easy. global conglomerate. That probably means the same thing. I can't remember what conglomerate mm. means. I don't know. I have no idea. You use two big words together at once, and it's impressive. I don't know. Thank you. You should do it, Brennan. <laughs> we support you, Brennan, whatever you decide. I'll be but your... mostly you should do it. I'll be your representation. Oh, I don't know if I support that. I've never lost a case. That's a really good point, though. That's a really good point. I've never won a case either, but I've never lost a case. But, like, still a perfect success rate. Yeah, those odds are <laughs> looking good, my dude. Yeah. Never lost. Wow. What a time. Well, we usually start uh, our episodes with a little um, a little recap. Yeah. And it's the last recap you're going to do for a little while. Wow. So, Let's here it is. get into it, baby. Let's make it a good one. Uh, this one is sponsored by... Just for old times' sake, this one's sponsored by Stark Industries, since it's just Avengers Endgame. Nice. Okay. Great. Hey, Tony Great. Stark. He's he's still good, right? Yeah, he's okay. I also, never saw should... Endgame. Yeah, I was going to say, everyone should know he's still she's okay, saying right? this and making this reference, but she's never seen it, so... He's completely alive mm -hmm. and yep. it's fine if i mm -hmm. don't watch the movie then it didn't happen then it didn't happen mm -hmm. sure you want to hit that you want to hit that timer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just i didn't know if there was more nope. i just was waiting to see no it's just a Alrighty. pregnant pause mm. and so and so pregnant like with twins uh three two one Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to the Recap Corner. So we, uh, the, the bagel. Um, so the bagels, uh, Cug eats the bagel. Uh, that's later in it. Uh, Pete flies up, uh, does a bunch of stuff. Uh, Sophie's like, get no pee. Everybody's ready. Uh, Alejandro's dead. Santa's dead. Sondheim's dead. It's bad. Uh, everybody goes one by one uh, being propositioned by the American dream. And they all say no, which is great because they all know that they have to defeat it, which they do. They eventually defeat uh, the American dream. And uh, Kug goes into the abyss of, of expanding into the universe. He is enlightened now. He helps uh, seal away Robert forever, slash d dead forever. And then Wally becomes Santa. And I don't know. Oh, Dale comes back. Oh, Ricky died. <laughs> I forgot Ricky died during the episode. <laughs> I have to say, and this is with so much love, this is the worst one. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> My notes are all together, and I couldn't 
look at any of them. No. I forgot how to read. I love it. You know, they, you know, sometimes going out on a low note is the right way to do it because you have set me up so nicely. The highest low, the (laughs) lowest high. I really appreciate it. I feel like it's a favor you've done for me. Hey, listen, I've never lost. No, exactly. Exactly. And I'm the only one who could lose because I'm going to be compared against you. So I appreciate you setting the bar super low for me so that I have a fighting chance. I appreciate that. Instead of a pedestal, I'm just up on a on a little like step ladder, and by that I mean You're on like, a little milk crate. Yeah, the one you get in the kitchen is just like the two steps that you just need a little bit <laughs> so that you can reach the cabinet. Okay, you just want to reach the highest mm-hmm. shelf. I want to put my crockpot up there. Yeah, you got to put something away. Your blender, you don't want it out on the counter all the time. My blender is I, I, out on the counter all the time. Thank you for pointing yeah, mine that too. out. <laughs> mine too. Mine too. Mine too. I said it, but it really doesn't. It really doesn't apply. It's it's always out on the counter. Um, but yeah, I mean, this episode, you know, it's the finale. We've got some classic one-on-one moments that Brennan likes to do with his players, which is always fun. But yeah, let's just jump. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, what is your first note? Santa should have fire resistance. I agree with Emily. Santa should have fire resistance. That makes sense. He goes down the chimney. He should have fire resistance. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think Brennan gave him fire resistance after that moment. I don't know. I think he took that note because I think it was a, I think it was a great point. Because it makes sense. You know, going up and down chimneys. Yeah, it would make total sense that he had fire resistance. Um, but yeah, we got some, some more fire from that stupid firestorm spell. <laughs> and uh, with with that, it destroyed some of Cug's rats, and it made Cugrash go down right at the beginning. So, yeah. Ah, yeah. A lot, a lot of death. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it only gets worse from here, kids. No, yeah, this really set it off. You know, set it off on the downward course that it was about to take. Um, but luckily Kug is next and he makes his first death saving throw. Then we get to see some more magic from Santa. Yeah, Santa does some coke. He does some more coke because it's so funny. Nobody, did you understand the, the finger reference that Brendan is making? Yeah. And it doesn't seem like the cast either gets it or they like the joke of it more than actually understand. Yeah. He lays his finger aside his nose and he goes up the chimney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the ca- I, either the cast didn't know that at first when Brennan started doing it, and that's why it turned into the coke thing, or it's just the comedy because they're comedians. But either way, it's funny. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I wrote so Santa is deciding between Pete and Kingston in that moment to give the fly spell who to give the fly spell to and he gives it to Pete I'm just like damn Pete's got everything Pete's got resistance to all damage Pete has fly and there's something else that Pete got in the last episode uh, I can't the metal. remember what it is now metal I think the, yeah that's the yeah, resistance and then got everything. super buff too and then also got super buff that's what it is yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so it's yeah so it just has everything. I mean, we couldn't throw Kingston a bone. No. He's the one who's struggling. He's the one who's struggling to make the athletics checks and stuff. Nice. But he's fine. He's a 55 year old man. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> he keeps saying that. And it's like, it's not that old, Kingston. Stop it. It's not Get that over old. it. Yeah, Pete turns into Peter Pan and flies up <laughs> to Sophie and gives her mm-hmm. haste and some other new ability that I don't understand so uh so she had been given the chosen one like card like that she got this like you could call it like a blessing she got this special feature from her becoming the chosen one um and brennan asks to switch it out because there was a special addendum that wasn't on her first card that if both voxes the vox phantasma and the vox populi casted spells on her at the same time um, cast spells on her, not casted. What the fuck? Cast spells on her at the same time that it would enact this like special thing with her chosen one ability, um, and it gave her additional AC. So basically, it said 
all the other stuff was true that she could get uh, key points back whenever she gets hit. That's what something we already knew about. And then also because of their like combined magic on her, she got additional AC equal to the amount of key points that she still had remaining, which was five. So for monks, they use this power called key. Uh, it's similar to like um, to like sorcery points that Pete uses, you know. Um, they instead have like key points. And basically you have as many key points as you have as as many levels as you have. So as many levels as you have is how many key points you have or sorcery points that you have. I don't know what level they are at this point. Um, but if they're like level 12-ish, I think, there's something like that, then she would have 12 key points to start out. And this is just how many she has left at this point. Um, so she has five, so it gave her five additional points to her AC, and which made her AC 26, which is insane. Cool. It's very high. It's very, very, very high <laughs> of an AC for a PC. Become an OP. Exactly. Exactly. In the best way possible. But does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Cool. cool, cool. Sondheim dies. Yeah, so everybody's in the sky. Santa They're out of dies. risers. <laughs> yeah, uh... One yeah, right after I mean, the other. Yeah. Uh, so basically, the American Dream swings at Sondheim. Ricky gets a, a sentinel attack on him because whenever somebody is near Ricky and they choose to attack somebody else, Ricky can hit them as his reaction. Um, but unfortunately, Ricky misses. The American Dream doesn't miss. He hits Sondheim, and Sondheim falls and dies. And then, yeah, basically immediately after that, there's like... A 90s reference from Murph about throwing batteries at Santa <laughs> and then Santa dies I don't know that reference do you know the the reference that Murph made I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> yeah I I didn't know what it was but this I just my note says 90s reference from Murph people threw batteries at Santa so I don't know what was happening but people threw batteries at Santa in, in the 90s who knows uh I should look that up probably a commercial of some sort yeah, I have no idea. Like I said, no clue. Um, but, uh, yeah, we lose Santa. And as soon as we lose Santa, we also lose uh, the fly spell that is on Pete. So he begins to plummet. Uh, so that's uh, rough. That's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, the only th other thing before that is that there's just, like, Legrand got to switches to... So or No, this isn't when they switch yet. Legrand Gata is chilling with Ricky because they had given him the extra movement. And there's just talk about Legrand Gata being within within you and i don't know i found that to be funny i, was, I just enjoy lagrangata a lot so it looks to be pretty pretty rough sondheim is dead santa is gone um and pete is now plummeting uh so brennan asks everybody to leave except for zach and we get some one-on-one -on -one moments we start with ricky and Ricky sees with has like a, they're all gonna have like one-on-one -on -one moments with the American Dream that seem to be in this like they're already in this like timeless spell sort of situation but like even more focused in like I imagine the way I imagine these is that they happen all at the same time do you know what I mean yeah I think that's I think that's what's supposed to be happening um yeah because I just like that idea. yeah Pete's listening to all of them too yeah, all of them at once, yeah. which makes that even more uh, interesting. Um, but yeah, Ricky goes first, and first he sees his father for a split second instead of the American Dream, and then it's the American Dream, and the American Dream basically is going to attempt to bargain with all of them, saying that you don't have to hurt your friends, you don't have to do anything, all you need to do is lay down your weapon and allow me to pass. I just want to exist, I just want to come into the real world, um... So I'm asking you all to lay down your arms, basically. And he shows Ricky, Ricky's perfect, quote unquote, future. A life, uh, you know, where he's with Esther and his family's happy and he has kids and his parents, you know, are grandparents and things like that. But Ricky is not interested in taking that deal because it means that other people's dreams won't happen. Yeah. I just, in general, love all these moments. Yeah, um, it's nice. I, just one by one, everybody, like, it's all kind of the same of, like, um, 
the the dream picks up on their dreams um and then they show them like the way they want to be um but each one of them says no and it's it's very very nice of just you know no matter what um these people have realized that the um uh you can't just take away everybody else's chances just get your own yeah yeah and and yeah and personal happiness at the cost of others is a very large cost and yeah sophia sees sees dale sees a future with dale him alive and back in new york uh Hugrash sees himself as a human, David healthy, everyone happy, healthy, and wealthy. Um, I love Cug's response to that because he's like, you're, no, you're a rat just like me. And then the American Dream's face changes and turns into a rat for a moment. And he gets very offended by it. And this is very important. That's when, that's when Cug decides to eat the bagel. Um, next is Rowan with like, just like, such an incredible little speech like what the fuck Siobhan this like absolutely incredible improv speech because the American dream is her love she she calls it my love because you are my love my one true love beautiful it's beautiful and I love I just really love these moments with Rowan and Siobhan and her take on like Everything throughout the Unsleeping City, her take on America and the American Dream, and her perspective on it is just—I just really think uh, she does some really beautiful things in this season, and especially in this episode. I, I really, uh, and in this fight in general, dealing with the American Dream, she's just so incredible. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then Kingston, uh, he, you know. He, he sees, he's like the one person who sees like all of these different people in the American dream. Everybody else sees like one person, um, but he sees like a bunch of people. And then it shows him like a happy life with Liz and a child. And it's like, and he says exactly, you know, I, I kind of referenced, referenced it before. At what cost is Kingston's question for him? And he ends up not making the deal. And then we find out that Pete heard everything because Pete is a Vox Phantasma and, the American dream is still a part of dreaming. So he, he knows all of it. And of course, with a absolutely insane poetic alley role, we get a natural 20 on an arcana check to see the American dreams real true form. Um, what the fuck alley? <laughs> it's just it, the greatest. It's the good kind of pulling an alley. Yes, there's two types of pulling an alley. This is, this is the good, good one. The natural twenty, yeah. on perfect story moments. Yeah, uh, incredible. And you know, uh, we learned that the the a dream's true form is everything. It needs to go back to Nod to be able to be that formless dream that is that is what it truly is. And we learned that it's not evil itself at its core but the form is because this form is robert's dream and um if it leaves the storm it's gonna become robert's body yeah we find out we can hear robert in the storm so it's Mm kind of the storm is robert's like life force (laughs) yeah he's like it because it's like right it's like his phylactery and then it's also his dream so he's like tied up in this whole thing while actually not being a player in the final battle really he's yeah. he's still there and a pre- he's a presence there yeah yeah so yeah we get a lot of good good stuff from that that 20 thankfully um and it yeah. helps it helps the party a lot because then rowan um decides to cast phantasmal force showing the dream everything it could possibly be and for that um the dream the the target of phantasmal force has to um has to react to the th- the illusion as if it's real um so, yeah. so that helps distract yeah because she yeah she shows him all the things he could be to be like look at the things you're missing out on and yeah and phantasmal form makes it so he thinks he thinks it's all real it's not just a yeah not just a spell and there's some great sound design for this this part just so 
I'm just yeah. gonna say that. Just great sound design, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Shout out to that sound design. Always so, so fucking good. Um, also in, like, just the things we, we learn from, we also learn from Robert that he wants to be in charge of people's desires, and he wants to kind of rule what people want to be. Um, and, uh, they know that they need to destroy the body of the American dream so that they can then push it through the door so it can, it can be what it truly is. Yeah, really. Yeah, I did. Um... Sophia falls back into M, who bounces off of her. It's just a cool moment. I love moments like that where I'm like, I can see this perfectly in my head as a cartoon. I love those. Um, gets a little heel and then jumps back onto the American Dream. Um, she doesn't... Exactly what you're saying. She's overpowered now in this fight in the best way possible. She's wrecking shot, dude. She's fucking wrecking shit. So she does a shit ton of stuff in this moment. She hexes him first at as a warlock she's able to use a bonus action to cast hex on him so that he is you know cursed by her basically and it gives him disadvantage on con saves which is huge because he's been so good at making his saves um then she just does a shit ton of attacks and she stuns him um after i think like two tries or something like that which is huge because him being stunned means that he's stunned until the end of her next turn so he doesn't get a turn if he would have even been able to really um, next time. And he, uh, you know, can't, can't do things. And then they also get advantage on attacking him. So it's great shit. Monks are OP. It's insane. Um, he's still able to do like legendary actions and things like that though. So he does make Sophia and Ricky do a deck save on some sort of like fiery blast, uh, which then causes Sophia to be able to hit him again as a reaction. At this point, Ricky almost goes down, but he uses his last luck point to re-roll his save, uh, and then he is okay. The damage is halved at that point, because he made the save, but he's still pretty low. Until M heals him, but it's just still so rough. Luckily, she healed him, because otherwise he wouldn't have stayed up, because basically right after that, the like one of the wind tornado dudes comes uh, and does like so much damage. Uh, or does, like, eight damage, I guess. And not so much. But still. Would have been rougher if he was lower. Yeah, dude. It would have been bad. would have been yeah. real bad. Especially because we, with what Ricky ends up doing. <laughs> like... Yeah! So Ricky ends up using that, that all a hero's quested blade ultimate power. Um, and it turns out yeah. what Babe Ruth told him is that... Uh, he can, uh, like, basically uh, give the killing blow, but he has to take that same amount of damage that he inflicts, so he he goes down. Uh, yeah, so he he has three attacks because he's hasted, um, and, and he's a paladin. He does a shit ton of smite damage. He only has six hit points at this point, um, and he... He looks over at Kingston and he says, you got me if you got me. Because nobody knows the ability. It's totally, nobody nobody knows what's going to happen. So he does, he needs a shit ton of D10s. He does 48 points of radiant damage to the American Dream. And then Ricky gets wings, but like, it doesn't matter that he got wings because he immediately goes unconscious and he starts falling. Yeah. Um, but the corporeal form of the dream is destroyed and it just becomes this little fiery magic the goblet thing. of fire the goblet of fire the dude goblet of fire yeah ricky has to do a box of doom <laughs> to save himself and he fails so he's dead he's because dead. The, one of the one of the other conditions to his champion of new york like ability that he got from the questing blade in the hall of heroes is that he has to take all the damage that he uh that he inflicts with this like special attack um, he seems to get wings, but then he also, if he goes unconscious, he also has to make a con save uh, to to not die immediately. So to just stay unconscious, but he does not make it, unfortunately. So he's dead and falling with wings. <laughs> Very scary. Like you do, you know. <laughs> typical Monday. And you can tell, typical Monday. And you can tell from, like, from Zach's, like, the way Zach's going about it, he's like, this is when Ricky dies. Like, this is... He was just like, yeah, this is when my character dies. Um, and that's just so heartbreaking. <laughs> when you no. know, you know. No! 
I refuse. Um, Don Confetti is just in so much trouble because he's a, just a squirrely little coward. What a little dick. He's just hiding. Um, Kingston runs to catch Pete because Pete at this point is still falling, right? Yep. Uh, and so he like runs up on the platform to like get a better space so that he can catch Pete. And then he casts a healing word on Cug because Cug is still unconscious. Um, there's like a truly heartbreaking moment of Esther running forward and creating platforms to try and catch Ricky, like just in case. But they're like haphazard and not great, and like who knows? Yeah. Um, truly heartbreaking. And then Nod gives everybody a first level spell slot. <laughs> Thank you, Nod. <laughs> Very sweet. Thanks, baby. Um, Thank you, great child. I appreciate it. Um, then a really scary moment. One of the fiery tornadoes attacks Kingston, and he's at two hit points. <laughs> it's bad. Very scary. It's, it's really bad. bad. But, yeah. It's it's true Aries season in this entire episode. <laughs> this episode is Aries season. This episode, while taking place like in the calendar year in Capricorn season is an Aries battle. Like it's chaotic. <laughs> it's so chaotic. Because what does Cug oh, do words. right after this? The next oh. move is Cug fully eats the everything bagel uh, and begins to oh. uh, assimilate with the universe. Yeah, he's like, but he begins to become like kind of ethereal and he could feel that he's fading away. He only has one round left and so he's got to make good with it. And he's also at the same time like becoming ethereal and then also be like going back to his like human form, um, wild. So with his last turn, he casts a fifth level Cure Wounds on Kingston with like an intense like bro handshake. And honestly, I love it so much. He disappears. Well, he bites Robert a... first, and then he disappears. No, no, it's when he's in the. That's when he's in the storm. That's oh, when he okay. bites. Oh, he, oh, what he? Because that's my next note. Don't worry, I did not fucking miss that. I love that moment. Um, because he disappears, and then he be he's a part of the storm now, becoming omniscient, and Robert's spirit is there as well. So of course, Cug bites him because even though Cug is now like made of also kind of made of light light like ox um, and omniscient and everything he's still a rat at his core he's still, still a, rat. a rat he's still a rat <laughs> and bruce now shows up on the nice list he gets transferred because yeah. of his sacrifice oh yeah so because he's also omniscient still so he can he can know that that happened yeah you know? it's nice because like he can still talk he's not gone. yeah at this at this point he can still talk yeah, yeah. Um, Which is good, because he's the only one that knows the rest of the incantation, the inscription, yes. to, to he defeat can... Robert, so we need yeah. that for story purposes. Yeah, uh, yes, uh, very much necessary to end what's happening. He can read the rest of Robert's, like, phylactery ruins, so, uh, yeah, very, very important uh, about that. There's, like, something else I wanted to say, and I think I just totally forgot it, so it doesn't matter. But I'm just... I said that out loud to try and remember what it was, and it didn't work, so... So here we Jokes are. Joke's on me. <laughs> so here we are, moving forward. So here we are. You know. <laughs> Pete, Pete lands in Kingston's arms, thank God. It's cute. <laughs> um, and, yeah, thankfully, uh, Pete's okay. Um, and mm -hmm. he, he's like, I got Cone of Cold. Um, mm -hmm. to to solidify the dream, basically, to, like, kind of hold it still, because it's just, like, bouncing everywhere now that it's just a ball yeah. of fire. Yeah. Um, it's, like, bouncing chaos magic. Yeah, so so thankfully that works. Um, so now we've got a, a solid ice flame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got, a, we've got a flame encased in ice, I guess. He freezes, he freezes the dream. How does that dream. work? <laughs> Yeah, right? It's magic. That's how it works. Great balls of magic. fire, my dude. Uh, also, in that moment, there's like a quick moment. We find out what the Metro card does. Because it was a Metro... So, like, it had been given to Kingston by Pete at Christmas. And at first it was described to us as, like, a Metro card to Nod. 
but what it means like and this is for anybody who cares like D&D wise uh, like rules mechanic wise but it's a it's a metric card of plane shift so I'm just open my I was like plane shift like yeah yeah Nod is on a different plane of existence but like what other planes of existence are there in the unsleeping city because it's not like it's Staten not like Island. fantasy high Stanton Island that's very true they wouldn't ever have Long to take Island. a ferry anymore Long Island. Well, Long Island. I don't know. It's, I'm just like, it's truly its own plane. Very true. I'm just like, what are the other planes? I just, I just can't help but think about it. I wonder. I just am so curious. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really affect anything in the context of this episode. But I think it's a cool, Coney interesting Island. reveal. Definitely. Coney Island. Definitely <laughs> on its own plane of existence. <laughs> well, I wonder, like, would you go to... Because they say if they got too... Every time, like, they've dealt with, like, heaven, they're like, if they get too close to heaven, they'll they'll die. But, like, in, like... You, if they go to hell, like, do they also die? Or can you, you plane shift to hell? If you stay too long at Coney Island, you become an employee of Coney Island. That's true. That's just true. That's just true, That's dude. It. What else are you going to do? That's it. Nothing. Work the um, roller coaster. Why not? Hell yeah. Oh, yes. That sounds like a great time. No. Um, <laughs> Not at all. No. It truly doesn't. Uh, I'm I'm good on that one. Um, but Coney Island was fun when we visited. Mm-hmm. I remember having fun. Oh, it's always fun um, to go. It's never fun to work. No, yeah. I mean, is any work truly fun? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm bitter. <laughs> you can, I'm a bitter bitch. You need to get a job that you like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess. Next, there's just, like, they're trying to figure out how to... At first, it's, like, trying to figure out, like, what are we going to do about Ricky? And then it turns into Wally attempting to throw Kingston at the American Dream to push him through the door. Which, I have to state that this is an idea that originated from Allie. Um, so, you know, very nice that they jumped on it and, and attempted it, but, like, what the it hell? It fails. Yeah, it fails it pretty fails. damn bad. <laughs> Luckily, there's, like, the platform so Kingston doesn't go flying into the hurricane, but, like, that could have ended poorly, especially, like, since he has two hit points. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Or, no, he has more now because because Cutcrash yeah. uh, healed him. Never mind. It's it, There's a lot of uh, thinking here, because then we go over to Rowan, um, and she's trying to figure out her options to, to catch Ricky. Um, yeah. Because at first she's she's thinking of one way, and then she's thinking another way, and then she eventually ends up with uh, Dimension Door. Um, and yeah. And they have to do a box of doom to see if, if not only she succeeds, um, but to make sure that she doesn't begin falling with him or just immediately yeah. die. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on how she rolled, like... It could have just ended truly horribly. And I love her response of, like, I have to save Ricky because who am I to stand in the way of true love? So sweet. I love it. But she's able to grab him. She makes the box of doom roll. She needed a nine or above to, like, do it. And then I think, or was it a nine to, like, not die? Uh, It was a four to not die. It was a a nine to to not not fall. To do it. She got a 13. And she got a 13. So she grabs Ricky. And then since she used Dimension Door, she can get him right to Kingston immediately. So that's pretty clutch. Um, So Via then attempts to push the dream through the door. Hell yeah. And hell yeah, she does. Um, And she does it. The dream is back through the door. Slam dunks it, my dude. (laughs) She literally does, though. She slam dunks it. I love it. It's Michael uh, Jordan in the air with her tongue out. Slam dunks, dude. Slam dunks. The NBA should be calling her up being like, hey, man, listen. It was it was what is it a layup by Ricky and then she and then she finished it layup alley oop all of the above oh hell yeah teamwork makes the dreams work ah. and we hear again <laughs> we hear again from Jackson it is what it is and then Nod finishes the phrase and says and what it is is everything uh, because the dream is back where it belongs 
Um, then we're dealing with like the fallout of the battle. So there's still more movement from the platforms. There's deck saves all around. Yeah, we still we got run... a storm. We still got a storm to deal with. We still got this phylactery to destroy. Um, Lagrand Gata dispels one of the windy storm spells. Um, everybody kind of like goes over like I think while like while Brennan's spinning them or something, everyone's like, "Has everybody died?" Like almost everybody has died in the past like five hours in game. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's very intense. Uh, there's more spinning, um, and then Kingston revivifies Ricky, and we get a little scene of Ricky in heaven. Ricky goes to heaven and Ox is there with little wings while Ricky has little wings. Um, and then Dale comes up and hugs Ricky and they have a lovely little moment, uh, you know, talking about how amazing Sophia is because Dale's just a good, good husband. Um, <laughs> we love him. Um, and then Kingston, having cast the Revivify, arrives at the Pearly Gates to meet with St. Peter. We see Alejandro dancing with his wife, and St. Peter starts processing the paperwork for Ricky to leave. And Dale kind of gives them a parting message for Sophia. I'm curious, before we get into what happens after this, I'm curious of your thoughts around this moment. I thought it was going to go very different. I thought... Zach, aka and Ricky, both would decide to um, that Ricky was going to give up his spot for Dale, and that um, Zach was then going to play Dale for the rest of the the series. That's what I thought. So I was a little, like, I kind of psyched myself up to that, and then the scene played out, and I went, oh, never mind. Whoa, Whoa, holy shit, that's cool. I really thought that that's what Zach was going to do, was he was going to be like, you know what, Ricky, Ricky would do this. Ricky would give up his spot and be fine in, in heaven, and he would figure things out. No, that makes total sense. I had... So uh, same as you, like I had a very different idea of 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 what Brennan's intention with this scene were, and I'll go over that. But like, I don't want to stop talking about this because I think this is amazing. That makes total sense to me, and is incredible. Yeah, I thought. Wow. I thought Zach was just gonna start playing Dale. Insane. That's an incredible idea. Okay, can I share? Is it? A, yeah, share of course. Mind? Okay, so I always interpreted this as. As Brennan literally going, do something about this. Get Dale. Take him back with you. Do yeah. something. Dale's here. He doesn't want to be here. He wants to be with Sophia, and Sophia wants... That's the happy ending. Do it. Oh, do something. Oh, you could tell. And, you could tell there was a yeah. little bit of like a, okay, I guess I'll leave now. Okay. And like... <laughs> gonna go back to heaven now, where I can't see my wife anymore. Where I'm super sad. And like, okay. and also, and even without Dale doing that, like, why have the scene where Ricky's in heaven? Like, you don't. Yeah, you never saw it with anybody like, else. Why, anytime Kingston no. does revivify, they just come back. And like, and even though, like, like, Pete did go to, did go to dreaming, we didn't see it with Sophia because it happened pretty, like, she got back up pretty fast when she died. But like, even when Brennan does deal with people, like, dying, it's not, like, when they revivify, they don't have to go to the, pl- like, yeah. go to the place. So it's, like, this is obviously a setup. Yes. And, like, this, to me, is more frustrating than the Sophia moment of, like, her not realizing, like, you ch- just choose yourself. Just choose yourself. You can just choose yourself. Like, this is more frustrating to me than that because they don't get it! They don't get it. Because what I thought, I thought would happen, I was like, oh, Kingston... Kingston can, he's got a silver tongue. He's like, they're both super charismatic dudes. They can talk to St. Peter and, and get him out by just like being like, hey, he shouldn't have died. He was killed by an infernal thing. He was killed by like a demon from hell. You're going to let him stay like wrong, wrongful death suit, you know, sort of thing against like. Are you going to try to sue heaven? Yeah, dude. And then if that didn't work, 
Ricky could just beat up an angel. Are and you they could just take full him. on doing supernatural rules right now, my yeah. dude? Yeah, You're dude. pulling supernatural rules, my dude? Dude, I think they should Damn. have broke him out of heaven. And then everybody gets out and it's totally fine. Because one of the first things Brennan says, too, is that, like, the reason Kingston has to come up here is because when particularly good, like, benevolent people die wrongfully he can talk he can get them out so like what the fuck <laughs> i mean we get something we get something that's still we just get something as fun. great we get something that's really great but it's like oh it's it's just if people are frustrated with this sophia thing like this is the this is the thing this that is like the frustrates moment. me this is the one but it's like but yeah we do get instead of that we get Ricky giving his questing blade to Dale. And not only like that, like he Ricky could probably give it to like almost anybody, but the questing blade doesn't just choose anybody. Like won't just accept it's like anybody. Mjolnir. It's like Mjolnir. It's like what? Mjolnir? Yes. Oh my god. It was just the way you were saying it. I, I was yeah, like, I was I was making the joke of in Thor when Darcy first hears it, she calls it Mjolnir. Nice. Mjolnir. I haven't watched the original Thor in a very long time so I God. but um yeah it, it won't it won't accept any just anybody but it does it does accept Dale which is another sign of like look he is a good soul so he should not be in anyway I know. I'll leave it um but it turns into nunchucks for uh Dale yeah which is sick as fuck and so now Dale can beat up angels even better than he had been already yeah so. we leave him kicking everybody's ass in heaven yeah. And pretty sick. It won't be the last of them. No, it definitely won't. Uh, as soon as Ricky's uh, back and he's alive, Esther comes over and immediately makes out with him. The oh, ship yeah. sails, continues to sail. It's beautiful. Um, Nod closes the door and it's Cug's last turn. Basically, all Cug needs to do is read out the the runes of the phylactery and then negate them um and what they kind of come down to in the end the like last phrase is greed is good um and cuck says greed he says something along the lines of like greed is good for nothing you dirty rats for stupid rat motherfuckers <laughs> it's only good for stupid rat motherfuckers but not in our town not in our town yeah. make wally santa claus <laughs> And we get the amazing Make Wally Santa Claus. Yeah. And everything goes back to normal. We're back to the ball dropping, everybody celebrating, and everybody starts singing Old Lang Syne. Yeah. There's some. uh, We get a musical. I finally get it. I finally get (laughs) Siobhan singing as this fucking character for once. Um, mm-hmm. And singing like a full song. Yeah, the Cug's now with the universe. Um, he's one with the universe. Yeah, he's gone. We pour one out and we smash a breakfast sandwich into the ground for, for Cug <laughs> to honor him. Uh, and then the party jumps Don Confetti. Yeah, they just they he's jumps getting kicked. Him. He's getting kicked out of New York City, and he may like. They're saying they never want to see him again, but he can't run from Sophia Lee. No, he just can't. No, Sophie's gonna. He's never gonna. Sophie's gonna go out to to fucking Arizona, wherever he ends up. <laughs> fucking put yeah. on some cowboy boots and fucking skin his ass. Yeah, every year it'll be an annual occurrence. Ho ho ho, motherfucker! Do you know? Because there's the count, the ending of the countdown to Happy New, the Happy New Year, like in this episode and stuff like that. And they've made like Dimension Twenty has made an edit of the Happy New Year thing so that it's like a legit countdown. If you start it at like, I think it's at like eleven, like l- like oh like later sometime at like eleven, you can it count down to New Year's oh, like nice. to New Year's Day with the Dimension Twenty countdown. It's cute. Nice. It's very cute. Thanks. Nice. Yeah, nice. it's fun. Uh, Esther um, and Ricky are gonna go have sex. Yeah, they're gonna go find a hotel room. And they're going to go have sex. M gives some wise words before going back to her fountain. The Grand Gata goes back to her bodega. And Willie's going to head to the Gramercy Occult Society. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to get get the lowdown on how things are going there. Yeah. 
We do a fun little arcana check for the Santa Claus uh, to make sure that Wally <laughs> can become Santa Claus. And mm-hmm. Wally's going to become Santa Claus now. Yeah, it's a question of like, was this, was this the, because, you know, Santa had all those clones. Was this the original Santa? Is yeah. Santa totally gone? How does Santa work? Is How does Santa work? And yeah, it turns out the Santa Claus is real. It's Tim Allen rules. <laughs> It's Tim Allen rules. Tim the Tool Man. (laughs) Home improvement rules. We do get some great improvised, like, lore behind uh, St. Nicholas from Brennan, where he's like, yeah, and, you know, the original Santa was killed by the Catholic Church in this year or whatever. And he's like, wait, does that make sense? Because he's a saint. Uh, When they found out about the elves, they killed him. Uh, It's just, I just like that moment of, like, improvised lore and making it make sense. I I don't know. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, Dave. Um, then the gang, a lot of people are trying to bully Kingston to go, go kiss your wife, dude. Try to go get him to go see Liz, but he seems hesitant. Um, so instead everybody could, every, wow, can I say that again? Um, that was not a word. (laughs) Instead, everybody goes to find Wally and the rest of the Kugrich family kind of tell them what, what happened. Um, Wally and Ricky are best friends. It's a little difficult. now. (laughs) And Wally's Santa now. They're having a hard time, like, really really telling. Because that's the thing. They're all kind of, like, sugarcoating it, like, that that Cug's dead. Um, because he is. I mean, he's, like, also omniscient, but he's dead. Like, yeah. You know. So they're all kind of, like, sugarcoating it. to, And that's, like, not the way to go about talking to <laughs> talking to Wally. It's to just very confusing. To a grown man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the thing. He's a grown man. He's he a can grown understand. Man. He can take it. He took it a while ago. He thought his dad was dead forever ago. <laughs> Oh, sorry, well, on an had... island. Yeah. Yeah, he thought his dad was gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they talked to David. Um, and I wrote, David meets his dad's rat friends. Because <laughs> oh that's just a great moment. Yeah, the, we were all friends with your dad while he was a rat. Um, and Rowan, another just beautiful moment. Siobhan's just, like, fucking... If you're looking for, like, character arc from, like, a one of the PCs... In the Unsleeping City, I do believe that Rowan is the one who has the... 100%. Misty to Rowan has, like, the biggest one. Because this is just a very genuine sweet moment. Like, no jokes. Like, she's just, like, sweet to David in this moment. Telling him about how much Cug loved him. Um, Ricky sends David a wiki link about vampires. I just think that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Which, thankfully, um, he's gonna get cured by Kingston the next day. Uh, using the detergent. So that's... Yeah. Not... Not right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Will not will not happen. But we do find out some other people are becoming vampires. Um, Kingston ends up going over to the the Chantry, I believe, or the Occult Society. I can't remember. He goes to yeah. Wild so places. yeah. So quick before we get to that, I don't want to skip over. Pete opens a mind link between David and Kugrash. Oh. So that Cug can get his last goodbye. And they both say, I love you. And it's just, it's a really simple and sweet moment. Um, so we don't have to spend much time on it. But that does happen. Uh, Wally flies off because he's Santa now. Um, Ricky and Esther leave. Rowan goes to check on her people. And she plans on investing more time in the fairy community. And then, yeah, Kingston searches for Anna and Amelia. And, uh, and so we don't know exactly where or how. I can't remember what he said. But he ends up finding them. Uh, and they're wounded, but they're alive. They've, kind of, because they've been they're bitten. vampires. Yeah, they've been bitten. And then we get a time jump. Uh, to we're getting August. out of this. We're going to a hot fucking summer day in New York City. Can you feel it? <laughs> oh, I'm not looking forward to it. I know no. it's going to be a hot one. They always say every oh. year, oh my god, it's the hottest to date. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. It just keeps getting hotter because climate change, dude. Seriously. So this year's going to be crisis. hot. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. But first we do Sophia. So Sophia's mom divorces her father, first person in her family to do that, uh, we learn. And she moves in with Sophia at the Order of the Concrete Fist, uh, where Sophia is now sort of the head she's going to take over for Jackson so that he can retire. 
and she starts to train her mom to be a monk um and she creates a special little school for rats in the monastery too hell yeah to honor Kugrash. master splinter's origin story <laughs> yes. How exciting. incredible uh so incredible next we learn that uh, confirmed Anna and Amelia are now both vampires but they're vampire wizards and that's kind of badass they're chill. and they're young and cool forever so that's sick as fuck um although you know a sad thing that I thought about when I watched it this last time that I hadn't thought about before um Anna and Amelia are both vampires who will probably never die right I mean maybe um but probably have a pretty prolonged like lifespan if not like live forever so they might never see their grandfather. Well, so do do vampires get into heaven? It's a great question. I don't think so. So probably not. Regardless, they might never see their grandfather again. Yeah. So that's a fun that's a fun thought. Um, Esther is the new head of the society uh, for grammar C. Um, and then Ricky, Ricky and Esther are still dating. Amazing. She definitely has a key to his place for sure. Um, but Ricky quits firefighting and instead opens like a homeless outreach center, uh, and organization to honor Kugrash. And he's still extremely cut, but he's now doing this instead of firefighting. Um, and Esther is also working towards as like the new leader of the Gramercy Occult Society, um, she's now working towards mapping all of the magical realms and is working with Pete and Sophia to to do that. So there's like cool like community that was not there before that's now there between these like important sections of the Unsleeping City in uh, the Order of the Concrete Fist, the Society, uh, the Occult Society, and then with uh, Dreaming. So that's very cool. Yeah, everybody's everybody's helping each other for the first time in a very long time. Um, yeah. Kingston's still working at the hospital. He's still taking it slow with Liz, but he got a dog and he named it Bruce. A little a little bulldog named Bruce. Hell yeah, dude. So cute. Hell yeah, dude. I love it. I uh, love it. Rowan's working on fairy and uh like all the fair folk things. Um, but meanwhile, she's doing open mics to try to get her, her start again. Um, mm-hmm. and then she also helps with Ricky's center, uh, by doing some workshops. Um, so it's, yeah, it's super nice. And she, she finally got the crown turned into, instead of a big ball of metal, uh, <laughs> it's now shaped into a flag pin, uh, that it's the American flag, but with the colors of, uh, the waking and unsleeping yeah it's like a mashup of magical and non-magical colors which is sick it's very cool um (laughs) pete (laughs) does like a weird long con on priya like becoming the new banksy just to fuck with her yes but at the (laughs) he he fucking gets himself bought out by seven Mm -hmm. of the drug deal which like hey good for him um, yeah. But then, of course, as Seven does, because he's the fucking worst, pays him in cryptocurrency, which I don't even yeah. want to get started, because no. that bullshit. NFTs. No. Fuck NFTs, dude. Um, fully fuck NFTs. Um, but uh, Pete then kind of becomes almost like a Banksy-type character, just to fuck with mm-hmm. Bria. Just to fuck with Bria. Just... So maybe that note that Pete was over Priya wasn't actually true. <laughs> you know, sometimes maybe you could be over somebody but still want to spite them. Not in this way. Like, I think you could be over somebody and, like, not want the best for them. Like, or, like, hope that, like, you know, you know, something like that goes on for them. But to go out of your way to create the situation, I'm going to say you're not over that person anymore. I'm going to go out on that limb. Um, but at the end of the day, after that's said and done, uh, he goes to work at a bookstore uh, that's really cool and also kind of, like, has connections to dreaming because it has connections to, like, children's dreams and yeah. it's, like, a portal. It's, like, his sorcerer's, like, home. It's cool. So yeah. he works at a cool and little bookstore. 
Pete finally gets his dad out of Nod after, like, months of frequently visiting him, finally asks, wait, can I just take you? Take you? Um, and then gets to gets to spend time with his dad's family for, like, a, the first time in a very, very, very long time. He has a, he has a biological family connection again. Just it's his family, bit. too. Yeah, that's what it's I mean. Pete, Pete's family. Yeah, yeah. You just said Pete's dad's family, so I was like, it's both biologically. Okay. Um, no, yeah, just, I just wasn't sure if you thought it was like his dad had like a, you know, like a. a I wasn't a, sure. Remarried. Yeah. All it right. seems like it's, because I know they've referenced, I mean, I don't know. It seems like they referenced Pete having siblings before and a mom, so yeah. I don't know. It's but nice. anyway, family, family. Yeah. Um, and uh, David takes fan. Dicks his family and Wally out to ball games for Cug and leaves him a seat. Um, yeah, which is very very sweet. Everybody's doing really nice things for Cug Rash, which is really nice because, you know, even though he's part of the universe, I'm sure he can see a lot of these things happening. Well, he can, and because also David says, uh, or they, or Brennan says about David, that he keeps writing letters to, uh, to his dad, and his dad can can now see them as he's writing them because Good. he's omniscient. Good. So yeah, but it, I think that too, it's because this is the first like permanent, you know, character death of a of a player character that they've been through. So. Everybody takes it really, uh, you know, takes it to heart. Um, there's a weird moment where Sophia makes her mom Mrs. Claus. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> and I'm going to let you know now that what we find out in, uh, I can't remember if it's talked about in the episodes of season, like the early episodes of season two, or if it's in like the after show talk back. I can't remember where I heard them say it, but this they retcon this good she's not yeah she's yeah, not Mrs. that was Claus. weird that was that it's was weird. wally and and sophie's mom together yeah. it's a funny it's a funny joke in the moment but it's it doesn't work no for the world no so no. so they retcon this yeah. uh, just to let you know that ahead of time okay cool and then we yeah then we end with sophie uh hanging out with la grand gata at the at the monastery um, watching, mm-hmm. watching watch the deer. Yeah, watching watch the, the deer. deer. And Dale comes back as an angel to watch the deer and give some tax advice. <laughs> yeah, he's all bloodied, having fought those angels out of heaven. Doesn't even have buffer. long, but they can even buffer than before. What a man! Uh, and they watch the deer and go over tax stuff together because you know true love. Um, and then we leave off with one of, like, Brennan's, like, beautiful descriptions, and then, like, the end of it is, like, a little hairy baby dancing on the wind, (laughs) and it's just so New York. It's like the end (laughs) of Fiddler on the Roof, but instead it's a hairy baby (laughs) dancing in the wind. Luckily, we leave off on one of Murph's beautiful little rat dances, but that's... A fitting end. That's the... A fitting end to a story about New Yorkers. I mean, come on. Um, come on. But that's that's the end of The Unsleeping City. Do you have any final thoughts about about this story, about this season, or, or anything? Just curious. It was good. I liked it. That's it. Nice. <laughs> that's really all I got was it's a nice, uh, it's a nice story. Um, yeah. I... Yeah. Bob yeah. the Builder. Bob the Builder. That dead is still and gone. the funniest fucking thing you've ever said. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate Bob that. Bob the Builder. Because it's Bob true. Yeah. It's yeah. true. The only thing I'm sad about is the fact mm-hmm. that we did not get a fight at Grand Central Station. That was the only we, thing I'm yeah. sad about. Because, like... Robert Moses, like, is one of the key factors of Grand Central Station and how it was built. Um, Yeah. And, like, with the time stones and the clocks and then the trains, like, you would think, like, maybe it was a hub for the highway hex or something. Um, Oh, interesting, yeah. So I was kind of leading towards, like, oh, that would be really cool. Like, in the dome. um, And, like, the murals come to help. Yeah, that would be really cool. With especially with all the like, yeah, astrological stuff that's on the on the ceilings, the stars, and all that stuff. Like, 
very cool. Yeah. Well, That's the only thing. Otherwise, it was great. It was a good time. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. And you got a lot of the, you got a lot of the theories. Yeah. This one was much more like, you could figure things out very easily as it like went along. A little bit more. Yeah. Like with, That's um, good. with, uh, Fantasy High, it was a little bit more like, you had more room for theories. Yeah, it felt like things kind of came out of... I wonder, too, if that's... I wonder, too, if that's because you didn't know Brennan's, like, style before. I wonder if that helps infer some things, maybe a little bit, too. I don't know. Yeah, it's just a thought. All done. Um, get Understanding his storytelling style, but yeah. Especially with the, I you got know, your fucking uh, number, Brennan. Ha ha ha! it out! Figured you out. Uh, well, who knows? Because we still have uh, we still have a crown of candy, which is the whole reason I wanted to do the podcast uh, was because of a crown of candy. Uh, because I literally just want someone to be able to talk about a crown of candy with because it's so incredible. Thank you guys so much for joining us for this season of the Expansion Pact. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, yeah. friends. Thanks, friends. Uh, once again, my name's Heidi. And I am an eternal being going to go live in the woods with some popcorn. I'm Bridget. Cryptid Bridget. Crypt Bridget. Crypto Bridget. Crypto Bridget. Oh no, I'm being turned into a cryptocurrency. No! No! Elon Musk, no! Oh no. What the fuck is Dogecoin? What the fuck is Dogecoin? Keeps talking about Dogecoin. I don't know what the fuck Dogecoin is. What? I'm tired. I'm tired.